This segment of Off the Hosel is powered by SaskGolfer.com. Welcome back to episode number nine of Off the Hosel. My name is Drew Koser, and I'm your host. Today I'm joined by, yet again, my brother, Troy Koser. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, Drew. How are you? You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm absolutely exhausted. Uh, I watched two movies last night, and it's also snowing outside, so I'm disappointed with it. Uh, how much snow is outside, so um, golf is on halt for sure. How, how was the Easter weekend for you? Uh, it was good. I mean, me and the gal hung out, and we had a nice uh, Easter supper yesterday, and um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it was good. It was by ourselves and relaxed, and uh, can't complain. Yourself? Uh, same thing here. Pretty quiet weekend. I had a nice Easter supper last night with the wife, and she cooked an amazing turkey dinner, which... It looked really good. Di- yeah, di- different different this year, not being around, you know, friends and family, but... Uh, it was it was a good meal. Hey, I wanted to ask you: Have you ever seen the movie called Rocket Man? I have not. So you know who that is, obviously, though, right, Elton John? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seen him in Regina, I think, when he was here years ago. Okay, so I watched the movie last night. It's actually pretty good. I mean, it's also like there's a few things that I would like to see do differently, like touch on like you know Motley Crue did like way better kind of things on things. But I thought it was really good. Just check it out for sure. Uh, last episode, man. Graham Dillette, what do you think of that one? Your thoughts? Awesome. Awesome interview. Really enjoyed it. Matter of fact, I probably listened to it three or four times. <laughs> and that's that's after I got to do the pre-listen. Yeah. Um, it, I really enjoyed it. You, you, you did a really good job with that. Well, I appreciate that. I think Graham kind of, uh, obviously he's <laughs> done a ton of re- reports with the best in the world. So uh, he was pretty prepared for those. And I think we just had fun with him. We just, yeah, relaxed, I think, and whatnot. And I hope everyone enjoyed it because I know I did. Well, for those that didn't get a chance to listen to it, I mean, it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Head over there, have a listen to it, along with the other episodes. If, if you haven't caught up, stay tuned for the new episodes coming out. Uh, subscribe, like, share. Uh, also, check out the Twitter page, at underscore off the hosel. Facebook page, off the hosel. Comment. Let us know what you think. Tell us what we can do better, what we are doing good. Leave uh, leave some feedback. Feedback is necessary. And I believe also we have something announced today, too. That's uh, kind of exciting news. Um, yeah. You want to go ahead and tell that one, Troy? I do. Just uh, going through the drum, the, drum, the drum barrel here. <laughs> Oh, you actually have one set up, eh? I like that. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Mick Panko is the uh, winner of our... Mickey! Auto Extreme and Fast Track Detailing Package. Courtesy of our friends of uh, Auto Extreme. Mick, we will uh, DM you or private message you with the details how to get your price. 
Right on. Congrats, Mickey. He's an absolute beauty too. Plays of the Royal. It's not, it's tough now. That's bias, but no. Trust me, we did it fair and square. Uh, congratulations, Mick. Yeah, and thank you everybody for the entries. Appreciate it. Moving on now to some uh, golf updates. This is uh, yeah, there's some things I want to bring up here. I'll report them and then we'll talk about them. Golf SAS reports as of Saturday, April 11th. Golf Saskatchewan, on behalf of the golf facilities in Saskatchewan, has been in touch with the government of Saskatchewan officials and the Saskatchewan Health Authority and the business response team regarding COVID-19 pandemic. As of the Easter weekend, there is no new update regarding the status of golf in Saskatchewan to what had previously been communicated. Thoughts? Well, you took the words out of my mouth, Drew. I was, <laughs> I was actually going to report pretty much the same thing I read on Golf Saskatchewan website. Um, thoughts on it? They're trying to keep everybody safe. Social distancing. I mean, sooner we can flatten the curve. I know we've heard it a thousand times. Is the sooner we can all get out on the golf course. Correct? For sure, yeah. Uh, other notes, BC. Uh, one club that's still open is Redwoods Golf Course in Langley. They were closed, but after evaluating operations, the club determined it would trade open while still obeying public health rules. They've modified the holes so golfers don't have to reach in to fish out their ball, and there are no more rakes to retrieve balls that fall into the sand pits. Thoughts? Well, again, I, I know I said it last time I was on the show, but it, it, it's a step in the right direction. I, I think we're we're getting there. I mean, well, look outside today. Snow on the ground, 40K wins. I mean, nobody's going to be golfing anyways, right? We're probably so, three weeks away. I mean, let, let's just say, let's say the COVID wasn't here. I would say three weeks away. Agree? Uh, two for sure for driving ranges, yeah. Yeah. Did the snow away, and then you probably did the tarps off and whatnot. And, but, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'll read one more here, and then uh, we'll, we'll uh, talk about this a little bit more. Multiple central open-out and golf courses are opening this week. Three central Okanagan golf courses will open to the public this week with adapted rules and guidelines to meet physical distancing, sanitization standards recommended by the Provincial Health Officer. Kelowna Springs, Shadow Ridge, Shannon Lake, which are play golf Kelowna. Partner courses will all open to public on Wednesday, April 15th. So, before I ask you on your thoughts, man, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I'm like, and I get everyone on this podcast wants to golf i do too but you said it last time we're not health officials we don't know this stuff and we're just trying to stay safe i think i mean i don't don't know what do you what do you think on these bc courses and stuff uh, opening up well maybe they know something we don't know um i guess we all have to play by the rules um it's you got you got courses that are opening up on the west coast and like you said, it, we're, we're three weeks minimum to swing clubs here. Yeah. So it's it, it's coming. It's coming. And, and I'm excited. I know you're excited. I know all our golf fans are excited. Everybody wants to get out there, swing the clubs, get back into the rhythm. Um, who knows? Maybe Mother Nature's nice and we get a longer summer. True. You know? That'd be so nice. for the time that we might be missing on the golf course, maybe we can get it at the back end. Yeah, that is very true. I, I, I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, reading these <laughs> these notices are very like you want to you want to go play and whatnot. I mean, you know what? For us, I think here, everyone listening, just just like just relax. It's it's gonna get figured out. And like you said, they're uh, flat in the curve. Um, yeah, just, just I mean, it just makes me it makes me wish that I would have saved some money 
because I would have <laughs> loved to buy, bought a golf simulator. Oh, I know. I tried the, like the fifteen thousand dollars. Uh, it's just not sitting there right now. So <laughs> I actually didn't want it. I wasn't like I need to find a cheap one on Amazon. You know, you're like always pumped. No, no, no such thing as cheap golf simulator on Amazon. So <laughs> no. So I just a couple more things, Drew, before uh, we get to today's guest. But I don't know if you happened to watch yesterday Tiger's domination of the 2019 did, yeah. Masters. You know, I the guy was just. He was locked in, and 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 then you know you watch Molinari and he just fell apart. Like he just absolutely fell apart, and I felt so bad for him. Yeah, well, it was kind of it was kind of cruel too. I mean, I was, I was watching how Tiger was like doing like the live talk there, and he was just like they asked him uh, how Bubba hits that shot and it doesn't come back in the hole. He's like, I've hit that shot a million times, and he goes, "There's a backboard back there, but there's I don't care how high you hit it, there's no chance the ball would get to the hole ever." Which is kind of cruel because like. Right. <laughs> Like, Tiger just knows those greens so well. Like even that shot he hit in the part three, he knew that there was a draft up there. The other two guys well, didn't there's know There's a reason. There's a reason he's the goat. Oh well, and, like, what kind of gum is he eating there? Like I want that gum. That was a like, mental focus gum. Just like I'm not sure. Like, Maybe it was Nicorette. <laughs> just popped the trident, and he's just unbelievable. Last seven. Wow. And then just one other quick note I had jotted down. Um, did you realize that it's been 17 years, was it today, I believe, or yesterday, that Mike Weir won the uh, Masters and got his green jacket for Canada? I did see that. Actually, I was trying to watch his videos yesterday. I did DM him. That'd be sweet if came I, on, hey? I did the math on it. Okay. And I'll I just... think you would have been seven when he uh, won the green jacket. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you... Math guy. You probably don't remember. No, I uh, well, I mean, I remember watching the reruns of it, as you'd say, but no, probably not live. Right. Well, uh, I wanted to tell everyone that this episode is brought to you by Westside Pizza, the name you need to know. We offer you more than just great pizza. We have fantastic food combos and delicious selections. We offer online services, which include paying online and curbside delivery to ensure your safety and the safety of our staff during this time. Check us out online at www.westsidepizza.ca. Or give us a call at 306-949-1090 for all your takeout and delivery needs. Westside Pizza, always here to help your hunger. On to today's guest. He's a great dude, really good golfer, real down-to-earth guy, and I've had the pleasure of getting to golf with him before. Started playing golf for real when he was 30. Started playing golf around, competitive golf, sorry, around 35. He made six all mid-am first teams, first in 06. He won two provincial titles in 2008-2017. He's been to 11 mid-am Canadian championships. Shot the course record at 62 in Malford in the 2008 provincial mid-am. He also shot 60 in Holiday Park in 2017. As a team member, he finished third in 2013 and in 2017 at the Wascana finish tied for first and lost in the playoff to Ontario. He's only played in one Canadian Am in 2011, but shot 68 at Almers to make the cut. He's won three Order of Merits, 09, 2010, 2011. He's played in two Canadian Tour events, and he also has seven all-ones. I'm joined by today, later on, we'll go to the uh, interview, by Brad Phelps. What a resume, though, hey, Troy? Seven all-ones? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like one. Oh my god. How about that yesterday when Tiger said he had what is he at twenty? Oh my like, what? 
I was shocked. Yeah, well, if you play every day. Yeah, I bound, do. You're bound <laughs> to get a few. But I'm still waiting for that day to happen because it's, uh, I have zero, so. Yeah, well, I'm sitting right beside you at zero. <laughs> I'll race you to zero, or to one, sorry. Maybe I'll put some money uh, line. Uh, nah, you win. Okay, <laughs> man. Well, do you want to send us off to uh, Phelpsy then, or what? Well, uh, again, thanks for having me on the show, Drew. I hope everyone's staying safe out there. And uh, let's head over to Brad Phelps. Hope you guys enjoy. This episode of Off the Hosel is brought to you by Extreme Hockey and Sports and Umbrella Marketing Solutions. One stop for all your sports, marketing, and corporate team and sales. Come down and see Donnie and Daphne for all your sports and corporate needs. Or contact at this number, 306-539-6101. Or email donnyyearen at extremehockey.net. That's D-O-N-N-Y-U-H-R-E-N at ExtremeHockey.net. How are Brad, you how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, thanks for joining the podcast. No, no problem. No problem so, at all. I think this is a great idea. I appreciate that. Um, so, I mean, just uh, let everyone know where you are kind of right now and uh, how are you and, and, and what you're up to. Well, I'm just at, I'm at work having a little lunch break, and uh, what I'm up to, I'm not up to a whole bunch, waiting <laughs> for the snow to go, but it doesn't look like we're going to get any golf anytime soon, so uh, I guess we'll all be missing that part of it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so I just want to ask you questions. I mean, like, I know everyone's been pumped to get you on here, and I'm super excited for it. Um, so, I mean... I mean, off the record, you mentioned uh, you got into golf late, uh, age of 30. Um, the resume you have is it's it's very impressive. And um, as long story short is, did you know right away that you wanted to get into competitive golf and, and what made you get into it? No, I was, uh, like I said, I didn't play. I didn't really start playing until I was 30. I maybe played two or three rounds a year up until then. I was basically playing fastball and hardball and then slow pitch at the end. And then uh, I just got into golf through a buddy of mine, Brad Benick, who everybody probably knows, the uh, head pro at Greenbrier, but he was a pro at at Holiday Park at the time. And uh, at that time, he was probably one of the best players in our province. Him and Dean Brown used to battle it out quite heavily in the uh, pro, pro part of it. And uh, he was a good friend of mine. I coached some junior hockey with him, coached the Wesleys in junior B. And then he just, I said, I wasn't going to do much. I would like to play some more golf. So he said, well, why don't you come out? I'll introduce you to a few guys. So that's how it kind of started. And I played lots with Brad and then uh, ended up playing a lot because uh, I was working nights at the city of Saskatoon and ended up playing with some older gentlemen. Uh, uh, sorry to say that they're all passed away now that they just took me out in the mornings with them. And I just kind of learned a little bit through them and the rest of it was good. And, about three or four years into it, uh, gee, I started to play pretty good, and I thought, well, I got to try this tournament thing. <laughs> I give it a try, and I enjoyed it. I, as everybody knows, I like to, I enjoy people, I enjoy socializing, I enjoy to have the odd beer and <clears throat> with a few people. So it actually became a lot of fun. Where it was just me, I didn't have to, as a team event, you didn't have to be somewhere for practice and let a whole bunch of other people down. If you wanted to go, you did it by yourself. So 
you were kind of your own person. And then after I met a bunch of guys and, you know, had some fun, I decided I really wanted to play lots of tournament golf because I was enjoying it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, uh, I, I guess transitioning to like when you started competitive golf, um, what was it like? I mean, the transition from just playing leisurely uh, to playing tournaments and then, uh, yeah, just, I mean, what was it like and, and how do you do? Well, it was, it, it's funny. The very first tournament I ever kind of really played in with all at, at that time, I would say a lot of the big name amateurs in our province, like Lindsay Bernakevich, uh, Graham Dillette wasn't quite a big name yet, but an up and comer, the Colin Colbins, uh, those guys, I went to the central and I didn't know any better. I'm not, you know, I'm not that smart a guy. And I just kind of went in and after first two days, here I am leading the golf tournament and everybody's kind of looking, well, where the heck did this guy come from? <laughs> and there I was sitting upstairs doing what I do best, drinking beer and annoying Colin at the time. And I didn't really even know him because uh, I'm kind of loud and like <laughs> to be that way and enjoying myself. And then uh, going into the final round, playing Lindsey Bernakevich, the two of us. And of course I shot 68, 69, I think it was the first two days and oh, wow. kind of leading. Yeah. And it kind of leading. And then it kind of got fairly windy out. And as most people know, I kind of hit the ball high <laughs> and I'm in a, I'm in an uncomfortable surrounding. I've played in lots of Canadian fastball and, and slow pitch finals, but not in golf by yourself with a whole bunch of people following around. Thus, I have to get up and down an 18 to shoot 89. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's, a, that's the, that's the learning experience, right? Yeah. You got to fall before you, you got to basically, I guess you got to walk before you can run. I guess I fell down before I could walk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, moving on like down to like, just other things too on your resume, like, uh, you won provincial titles in 08 and 17. Um, what was that feeling like and how was that for a grind? I mean, just learning how to win. Uh, 08 was the first one. I'd won some tournaments before, but when you're in a provincial event and, and you're out there battling with, with the top amateurs in, in, in your, or mid amp, that was a mid amp in your province. Uh, it, it's a grind. It's, uh. Uh, by that time I'd, I'd got to know Colin quite well. So what he had taught me a lot about grinding and, and uh, all that part of the game. And then we went to uh, Melfort and, you know, I'd made a, I think I made a team in 06. I think it was my first team. Yeah. And, and then in 08, we were in Melfort and we go out to Melfort to play and go for a practice round. And the greens are like, we were at, on the moon. <laughs> Well, Melford's worst year ever. They oh, really? had a problem and they, they had died. And you, I mean, you could barely find a green spot on the greens. Oh, wow. So we go to a practice round and everybody's going, we shouldn't even be playing here. And it was, well, we got no choice. We we're going to play here. So it is what it is. And then this is how bad the greens were. Golf Saskatchewan called Golf Canada. And you could actually move your ball one putter length off of dead grass onto green grass to get your ball started. Oh, really? So that's how bad the greens were. Wow. So, yeah, so we were staying, you know, we were staying in the Melfort, and I was staying with Colin and Max and Percy Murray, and we had this nice big room, and we were talking about it, and all Colin says, well, you know what? If you don't like the greens now, you aren't going to play very good, so you better learn to love them. Yeah. Very so true. I went out and shot, I went out and shot uh, course record 62 with a bogey. <laughs> 
Wow. Kind of crazy. <laughs> I come in and everybody's faces were just dropped and everybody didn't understand. Looked at you like you heads. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. I didn't, I chipped in a couple, three times. I knocked it into about two feet, about four or five times. I was playing with Rick Hallberg and uh, Sean Babinski. Everybody knows him as Bobo and uh, Martin Ring. And Martin Ring shot 69 that day, which was a great round. But at the end of the round, he said, I felt like I shot 104 watching you hit it today. <laughs> it was just one of those days. And Hallberg, was, Hallberg will tell you I got quiet, which is very, very rare for me. But I was in a position I'd never been before. For sure. And then after that, I played really good the next day. And then the last day, I just kind of had to get my way around the golf course. I had a pretty good lead at that time. I think I shot one under the second day and then 75 or 76 the uh, last day. Wow. So uh, what I, not one handily, but I won, you know, fairly easily just because it was too hard to actually score really well because of the green. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and then obviously, like just like Colin said, you know, I mean, everyone has to play through the same kind of course conditions, right? So, I mean, and, and you made the best of those conditions. So, yeah. Absolutely. He's he's always said, and he'll always tell you that you better love where you are. It doesn't matter whether you think it's good or bad. If you don't like it, you aren't going to play good and you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. So, you better like where you are and what's going on. So, uh, winning in 08 and then you won in 2017, I mean, was that a lot easier transition now? I mean, you've already got your feet wet by winning that uh, provincial title. Um, just walk us through that one. Yeah, 17, 17 was a real good one, a good field. Uh, Jimmy Bourne was back. Uh, he had gone from a hiatus, so we were playing in Lloyd, home track for him. Uh, Tyler Wright's there uh, playing unreal golf over the last four or five years here. Another Hall of Famer. Uh, we were all battling it out. Uh, Scotty Allen was leading after two days. And we just went and uh, got up in the morning and just said, well, you know what? I'm just going to go do what we can. We can't control what everybody does. And I actually played really well that day. And uh, Scotty had a tough day, just got off to a bad start and couldn't recover. And me and Tyler Wright ended up battling it out until the end. It wasn't any easier. It's never easy yeah. to win. They'll tell you that in the PGA Tour. They'll tell you that in any place. It's not easy to win because you got to have some breaks on your side. And you got to have, uh, you know, just like I said, some breaks on your side to actually win because there's too many people that can play good. So after you won three order merits back to back to back, correct? Um, That's correct, yeah. And then you played in two training tour events. I mean, was there ever a time you thought maybe you could try and play pro or just no? No, I was getting like I mean I was getting to be over 40, 45. Uh you know what yeah. I mean? Uh by that time, by that time my basically your time has gone by. And when you go to the Canadian tour events, I mean, I was playing pretty good when I played in a couple of those tour events. I think the one tour event I shot 72, 73 and missed the cut by 7. Wow. <laughs> like I'm one over, I'm one over at the Coda Dunes and anybody from Saskatchewan would have said one over at the Coda Dunes, that's pretty good for 2 yeah. days. And I'm missing the cut by seven. I'm not even close to anything else because they were shooting 62, 63. So I knew I wasn't in that league. I did feel like I maybe should have maybe taken the game up a lot earlier, yeah. I guess. I'm not saying it came easy, but I sure had a, I've got some kind of knack for it, uh, whether it's good or whether it's bad. It's hard to say, but 
I really enjoy the game. So I, maybe that's why I, I can succeed a little bit. For sure. Um, so, I mean, um, I mentioned that you went to a uh, Canadian Mid-Am 11 times. Um, what is that like? I mean, for anyone that hasn't been to a Canadian Am or Mid-Am, uh, that grind uh, and any good stories or memories from those, uh, those events? Uh, you know, uh, the first few times you go, it's a real grind because you're, you're not knowing what to expect and you, but you do know what to expect. You're playing with the best players in Canada. Yeah. Uh, my first one, I went with Carl Parrington, uh, Brett Brown from Yorkton and Rick Lettingham. Uh, Carl and Rick have become very good friends of mine too, along the way. They've been to a few and they kind of guided me a little bit. Uh, but I just went with the same attitude. You got to go there with, uh, the enjoyment attitude, uh, go play golf, do the best you can make sure if you're having a bad day, anybody else in your group is not having a bad day with you. Like being uh being an ass on the golf course is not something that i want anybody to do because you're on my time too so if i'm having a bad day i just try and make sure that i don't get in the way of everybody having a good day and try and get along with everybody and of course i'm kind of a social guy and most guys will tell you i talk too much uh but i met some good people my first few uh my first one i've I met, uh, we sat at the table with the PEI guys and uh, a guy by the name of Tim York. He is uh, one of the best players out of the Atlantic provinces, you know, for the longest time. Uh, I got to know him. We became great friends with calling them. I've gone out to visit him at his house. He's gone to, we've gone to Phoenix together on a golf trip. Uh, I met him and he'd been to a million of them through, through uh PEI so I got to meet him and then every year you know you meet somebody different you get to know somebody and uh what I really want to tell anybody that hasn't been to when you go make sure you take in all the atmosphere try and meet people because that's what it's really all about at the end I'd like to some of my proudest moments are the amount of people I've met throughout Canada throughout all the provinces uh, that are friends I stay in touch yeah. with that, you know, know who you are. Uh, it's not because of your golf game. It's who you are and how you conduct yourself on and off the golf course. I mean, I, I, I've become sort of friends when I see him is Dave Bunker. Who's won numerous national championships, oh, wow. you know, uh, all those guys. So my, my, my thing is, I think I can go to any province in this country and probably call somebody up Nice. and probably have a place to stay. That's awesome. And yeah. play golf. Yeah. This segment of Off the Hustle is brought to you by Brownies Golf Shop at the Royal Regina, Southern Saskatchewan's premier custom club fitters. Using FlightScope and GC Quad technology, Brownies Golf Shop will give you the high-performance club fitting you need for that new driver or set of irons. Offering a full line of clubs featuring Titleist, Ping, Callaway, TaylorMade, Cobra, and Srixen at the best prices. Brownies Golf Shop, high-performance club fitting to help you enjoy the game. Contact Dean at RoyalRegina.com to book your fitting or yardage gapping appointment. Just through golf, and like I said, if you haven't been to one, take it in. Don't take it, I mean, take it serious when you're playing. Do what you have to do, but also stop and smell the roses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meet, meet some people enjoy your time there because you never know when you'll get back again 
or for an example, what's going on right now yeah. in the world. We have no idea what could go back again. So, yeah, I know for sure. I mean, so do you have any uh, good stories in those, those 11 times? I mean, you've been on some good teams, I'd imagine, and, and some beauties for sure. Yeah, like, I've, I've again, I've, I've played some played some real good golf with some real good players. Uh, I've hit some, and don't want to always talk about myself, but I've, I've hit some great shots at some national events uh, where, like, I hit it high. The one I remember playing in Montreal, I was playing with uh, two guys from Quebec. And I had made the cut, and Rick Lettingham came out and watched me play this one hole, and I was behind this tree. And I maybe been 20, 30 feet behind this tree, and it was probably 50 feet tall or 60 feet tall. And I hit it over top of this tree to a foot. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I had... To, and I had, I had the two guys from Quebec walk all the way across the fairway, stand there, look up, and then look at me, said a couple <laughs> things to me in French. And I said, well, I don't understand French. And they go, I can't believe you hit that <laughs> shot. He says, nobody in this whole field can hit that shot. And I watched you just do it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So hitting it low is not on my repertoire. And like I said, I've, I've, played, some, I've played some golf with some uh, unbelievable people and uh, the stories you are on the golf course, uh, I've caddied, I've missed cuts and caddied for friends of mine, Tim York, Garth Collins, Colin Coben. Some of those are some of my better memories. I'd love to play the golf, but caddying with the guys and, and you know, when a guy could have gone somewhere else to play is just as important to me, I think, as anything sure. else. And some of those memories, some of those memories of hanging out with your buddy, for four hours and talking about golf shots that he's got to hit is really good. And they've repaid the favors. Another story I have uh, from the Canadian am and is it 2011? I think I was there Yeah, in Winnipeg. Yeah. I went to the Canadian am and uh, story there is uh, we're playing. I'm one of the older guys in the field that in 2011, I would have been, let's see, 40, Keepers, 46 something like that seven was that yeah. eight years ago nine years ago yeah 46 so kind of one of the older guys in the field at the at the canadian am and we're playing and we're playing elmhurst uh on the second day cut day i can't remember what i shot the first day like 75 or 76 at niaqua niaqua didn't quite suit me so well hadn't played on greens because of canadian yeah. ams the greens are a lot harder lot faster went over to Elmhurst and had another beautiful day I think I shot 68 to make the cut which was great went back was uh drove all the way back over to Niaqua because all the guys a bunch of guys were playing over at Niaqua Scotty Thompson and Garth Collings uh, a Manitoba legend hall of famer Canadian a Canadian champion in in the mid-am and the uh, club championship uh, they were all there, Timmy York. Uh, we were all, me and Timmy were actually staying at Garth's place just out of out of Winnipeg at, on Lake Winnipeg. So I went over there to see a bunch of guys, and I had played early in the morning, and all those guys were playing in the afternoon. I was walking around, and sure enough, everybody had heard what I did over there at Elmhurst. So that was kind of nice. Like you have the Dave Bunkers and all these guys going, hey, yeah. great round today over there at Elmhurst. You know, make the cut. So that was really good, and then. Go the next day. I've got Garth Collings, uh, 
Manitoba legend at the at the golf. Uh, like I said, a Hall of Famer in Manitoba, a Canadian champion. He missed the cut by two, and he came and caddied for me in his hometown. You know, but way we went to the driving range, he went to get a drink or something there, something to eat, and I went to the driving range. And so you go to the driving range, you're 46 years old. The guy at the driving range says, uh, so which one is your son, and who are you <laughs> caddying for? And I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm playing. Uh, my, my name's Brad Phelps. Oh, you're the old guy that made the cut. So I had a chuckle over that and he was patting me on the back all the way, taking to me to my stall where I was going to warm up. So that was kind of good. And everything else goes along and, and away we go, we start playing and I'm playing with a couple guys that are probably 17 years old. Their mom and dads are following. So it was kind of interesting to be older than the parents of the kids I'm playing with, you know, and then uh, I got a couple of rules officials kind of drive by and, you know, I got to meet a few of them and say, how did you get that guy to caddy for you? I said, that's a long story. I don't <laughs> think you want to hear it. So that was a great story. Having a, a person of uh, gar stature uh, actually taking the time out of his day to come yeah, caddy for, sure. for you. So that means a lot when people are doing stuff yeah, like no that kidding. for you. Um, yeah. It's one of the, I mean, ask some of your favorite tournaments. I mean, whether it's uh, nationals or Saskatchewan events um, and yeah, just, I mean, any, any good memories from those events and, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I mean, all the Saskatchewan events are fun. We've had a, a million laughs. Uh, most of my great stories are, like I said, uh, most of them are off the golf course. Uh, Nippon, me and Colin have a room usually in Nippon together. Usually, everybody comes over to our room. It's kind of became the hospitality <laughs> room at Nippon, so there's a ton of stories that go on there, and we have a great time there. Uh, the lobsticks are always great. A bunch of guys hanging around for the week at the lake at one of my favorite golf courses in the province or probably in the country or maybe even in the world. Uh, spending that week up there with those guys is, is, is great. And the stories that go along there. I mean, there is some good golf and some stuff that went on, but to me at the end of it all, it's the people that you meet, the friends you've developed, uh, the acquaintances and everything that's gone on is probably the most important thing about golf. Golf is just what we do to bring us For all sure. together. Um, toughest courses. You got any of those in mind? Oh, yeah. Like like I said, Niagara was a tough one for me in Nationals. Uh, Coppinwood, I think uh, Carly mentioned it on the other yeah. day on your podcast. That was a real beast of a golf course and a beast <laughs> of a walk. Uh, it was. It was. I mean, it, we had to walk around oh, the right. ravines and and so on and so forth. So it was a good walk. It was a real tough golf courses. Uh, the old golf courses, uh, Point Grey was a good golf course, but it was difficult because of the undulations on the greens. The Victoria Club there, a couple yeah. years ago we went. They had the greens They had the greens at 11 on the stimp meter, and I know one of their guys, that uh, Craig Dole's his name, out of Victoria, won their club championship uh, 100 times, won a Canadian club championship. I asked him how, like, do you guys play your greens at this speed all the time? He says, no, Brad, it's a, it's two shots harder wow. aside when they're this fast. They're so undulating. It was very difficult yeah. there. Um, other than that, uh, most of the, like, say, we're playing, when you go to Nationals, you're playing the golf courses at their yeah. best shape. And they're usually all very difficult. But those are the ones that really stick into my mind that 
gave me the most, most trouble. Um, so, I mean, some of the things you've had to learn, I mean, you kind of touched on it earlier, uh, just learn over the years what it takes to win and, and get over that hump. And, I mean, for guys like, you know, even myself that uh, I haven't had a chance to win a men's amateur yet, or, I mean, anyone that's, that's listening, a junior or a collegiate athlete, uh, just some things you've learned um, over the years to what it takes to win. Yeah, uh, again, Carly mentioned it that uh, we've talked before about it. Me, the biggest thing is once you once you figure that you know and you figure that you belong, you'll be more relaxed. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you shot. It's more important how you conduct yourself. And if you conduct yourself as a gentleman and, and as a, a person that anybody would love to play golf with again, Winning will come all on its own if you just get out of your own way and just enjoy and not worry about what the end result is. Uh, that, the best advice I got was from Colin Coburn one year. It was, and it's a true fact, at the end of the day, nobody really cares if you won or whether you lost. Two years from now, most people won't know if you won or you lost or you finished second or not. But two years from now, if you were not a very pleasant yeah. person to play with they'll remember that yeah. so once you like i said once you get out of your own way and once you figure you you belong and you're not out of your element nobody's out of their element uh you just you'll figure it out how you win and it'll just happen just got to get out of your own, own yeah way. No, that's uh that's perfect advice for myself or anyone listening that's uh that's great uh Remember, remember, yeah. enjoy the walk. <laughs> that's the part that's the best. Enjoy the walk. What happens, so happens. I want to ask uh, some of the best players or maybe even like just best guys that, that you've got to play with, um, who and, and how are they as players, people, and, and just any good, any good stories about those guys or, or, or those rounds? Yeah, I've got to play. I haven't had a chance to play with any of the uh, – uh, Dave Bunkers or them, uh, but I've got to play with, uh, again, Garth Collings, a provincial champion. We call him Grumpy <laughs> Garth for a reason. He's a good guy to play with some days, but some days not so much. But he's a, <laughs> he's a beauty of a guy. Uh, Tim York from PEI. We've had lots of battles. Me, when we used to go, when we usually go to nationals, we usually go a few days early. So Timmy and Garth and Colin and me, always play somewhere away nice. for at least one game. And then we have a little, and we always have a little match. So it's fun to play with those guys. Chuck Connolly from uh, Newfoundland. I've played with him. He's won a few amateur. I think last year he won all three of the Newfoundland uh, titles, the mid, the am, and the senior. Wow. He's become wow. a pretty good friend of mine. Uh, I played with this Craig Dole, who's won, uh, Eric Johnson uh, from Manitoba. He won the mid last year. I uh, don't think I played with uh, Todd Fanning. I might have played a practice round with him, but I don't know for sure. He's a real nice guy, uh, Canadian, two, former Canadian tour player, good guy from Manitoba. Uh, all been great guys. And you always run into the odd one that doesn't really understand the whole part of the game. And we've had a few issues on that too, but at the end of the day, those guys don't uh, really hang out with anybody and yeah. they don't make any friends. So, like I said, I've, I've made too many uh, too many friends over the country that are 
great people. So, uh, questions from the gallery. I got uh, two questions for you. Feel free to answer if uh, you want. I mean, if you sure. don't want it, we'll move on. <laughs> so, absolutely. One, uh, Chris Carley. Uh, the, <laughs> the Sombrero <laughs> Beer Run story. Can you elaborate for us? Oh, yeah. Well, we went to Ottawa. That was that was after Kenosi, uh, Carly's first team. Excited for him, or not? First, first mid, not team. His first no, team no, was Edmonton. Sorry about that. But his first mid, uh, you know, got to know him a little bit, not very much, because he come out of Kenosi or come out of Car uh, played in Kenosi. You know, didn't really. I never played with him that that week at all, but. And at the end, he kind of got there and then exchanged numbers and he was going. So, okay, well, we'll introduce you to some people and da-da-da-da-da. So we got there and Kenny Wilheim was there and me and Colin, uh, Tori Coughlin, uh, Cadmus DeLorme uh, were on the team. It was Colin, Cadmus, Tori, and myself on the team. And then Kenny and uh, Carly. We got there and me and Colin got there kind of before everybody else. And Carly kind of showed up like half an hour later. Of course, we got no beer. So away we go. We can find, he got on his phone. We find a, a beer store about five or six blocks away. Of course, we get a block into it. And it's pouring rain all of a sudden. Away we go, kind of into the sketchy part of Ottawa. <laughs> kind of downtown sketch. Turn this corner. There's this guy in a sombrero. And he's got one poncho. of those blankets. Yeah. What do you call him? A poncho. He's got a poncho on. It's pouring rain. It's like 29 degrees. Humidity's high. And he's singing away and in this park across from the cold beer store. And bottle return. And we're laughing. We go in there. And it's like not the most, not, not the most uh, yeah. nicest place to go get some beer. Anyways, we got some beer, made sure we had enough for everybody. We're carrying 48 beer back each, five or six blocks come out of there. And now he's serenading to some, I don't know, some some uh, <laughs> birds and people. And we are just laughing. And then everything now, we're walking back and we're walking by some uh, townhouses, like probably rental places. And there's a girl sitting on... Uh, there's a girl sitting on uh, like her porch or something and we're walking along and she goes, Hey, you two, I'm a lawyer. Do you guys, do you guys need any help with your case? And Carly looked and he just started laughing. He goes, I can't believe I've never heard that before. And away we kept walking. And that, that was my first actual walking road trip beer adventure with Chris Carly. And from then, and from then on, it's gotten worse. <laughs> So that was a that was a story and another one of those adventures. Um, so next one is from uh, Sean McNall, and um, it's two a two parter. Uh oh. Um, who's your favorite roommate and why? And do you remember what happened in Nova Scotia? <laughs> uh, my favorite roommate. He's gonna <laughs> yeah, want. Probably. He's gonna want to say him. That week, he, that week he was my favorite roommate because he likes the room as cold as I do. Yeah. <laughs> and he likes to watch TV. And he always went and got ice cream for us because he was the only one that could drive the rental vehicle. 
<laughs> so we got along great. And as far as if I remember, I remember almost <laughs> everything from Nova Scotia. The last night was a little hazy, and uh, but we had a great time. Um, I'm happy I made it, I'm happy I made it home. But um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Do you have anything else to, to touch on for us? Not really. Uh, I'd like to say this is a great thing you're doing. Uh, I think it's great for golf, and especially uh, you know with all the craziness going on in the world. It'll be great to hear some more people uh, get on it, hear what they have to say uh, about uh, what they think about golf and golf in Saskatchewan. I think golf in Saskatchewan is in a good place. I think we have a lot of up-and-coming players. Uh, I think they're all, as Carly would say, they're all getting it. They understand that golf is something we do. Uh, it's very hard to get to any level above us. So I, I'm hoping maybe somewhere along the way they will, but I think most everybody gets it now. And, uh, you know, as far as that goes, uh, you know, us old guys, uh, and I want to say I'm old now because I turned senior this year. Uh, we're always here. If you ever need an, if you ever need to talk to anybody about that. And the best thing to do is to pick some of the old guys brains. Carly's included. He's been around long enough. The McNalls are good. Uh, the Tyler Wrights, if you can get him, a vast amount of knowledge there. And, of course, uh, Colin Coben, if you can – and you will see him just about at every tournament. So if you get a chance to pick his brain a little bit, uh, I picked it forever because I've had the opportunity to travel with him over the years and annoy him and pick his brain so much that uh, we became the best of friends and we have the same ideas and – we're always willing to uh, shell out the advice to anybody doing anything or if they need anything or any advice about going to any nationals. But some of the young guys are easily enough to get advice to Danny Klukart. Uh, he's, uh, he's become quite the player mm -hmm. and quite the person on top of it all. Yeah. Uh, little, little story to finish with him. Uh, yeah. The Canadian mid was in Regina, whatever, yeah. a few years ago, whenever that was yeah. 2017. Yeah, uh, of course, our team finished second, uh, tied for first, finished second, which was a great accomplishment. Uh, had our chance to win, but we couldn't do it. But this is the kind of person Danny Klukart is, and, and hopefully it's, it'll rub off on some guys. He drove all the way to, from PA on his own dollar, stayed at his buddy's place, and caddied wow. for me all week. The year, before he the year before he turned 25 to go to the mid because he wanted to see what wow. it was kind of all about. So that was a quite that was quite the ordeal. It was in our province, which is great. So if we ever have a national event, then some of the young guys at a mid or something, you know, if they had the time, if they wanted to, if there was somebody yeah, they could sure. go caddy for or something, uh, it's a it's excuse my French, it's a hell of an experience if you've never been to one. Uh, if you do get to have a chance to get to one, uh, enjoy it because they're not easy to come by. Other than well, that, I appreciate you coming uh, I on there, Brad. Else. I mean, we'll have you on again too at some point. Uh, I think everyone will definitely enjoy this interview. It's 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 been really great. Thank you so much. Absolutely, yeah, luck, I really Brad. enjoyed that. And keep up the good. There it is, episode number eight uh, with Brad Phelps. Um, a lot of people asked to have him on, and I was he was already in my 
in my playbook of having guys on the podcast. So um, he's um, a true gentleman of the game. I, I, I appreciate uh, Brad taking the time out of his busy day to come on the podcast and talk about some, you know, what it takes to win and, and, and how hard it is sometimes, you know, get over that hump and, you know, um, he's just a true player, a great guy, uh, love to be around him. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to meet him or talk to him or play with him before, um, try and do so. Uh, he's a great, great person. So I um, hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Uh, reminder, uh, we're on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, like, subscribe, rate us, and check out the Twitter page, underscore off the hosel. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.